Welcome back to Vanilla Appalachia. I'm Jeremy, and hopefully you guys are doing good wherever you're listening in from out there. It's going to be an interesting show today. <laughs> it was unexpected. I wanted to do a Sunday show like I normally do, uh, kind of get things back on track. I got things handled around here. I got over my my uh, my sickness <laughs> that I had. Um, got quite a bit of accomplished, so I'm very happy with myself. Just got done working out, so feeling pretty good and uh, ready to <laughs> ready to go in on some shit. So hopefully you guys will find something useful, or I'll say something useful. <laughs> this one, who knows at this point. Uh, today I kind of want to talk about a few different things, um, kind of all go together, but I don't know that it's necessarily going to have just one primary subject so I suppose we'll see uh, exactly where it goes real quick let's talk about last the last episode is kind of a follow-up conversation uh, I've offended some folks <laughs> but I will be honest with you I'm really not sorry uh, I guess people there's there's about four or five people that I guess took it to heart from my understanding, so I just, I can't be bothered with it, uh, I wasn't talking about anybody specifically being victims, I feel like if I was, then I, I would have said your name, but it's a very widespread idea of, of being a victim, and it's very acceptable, it doesn't stick with one side of a political party, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't stick to a, a certain class or group of people, it's, uh, it's a very broad phenomena, right? So, it is what it is. I'm not sorry I said it. You know I said it. You can listen to it. Uh, it, it is what it is. If you've ever had your back up against the wall to where you've had to either sit on your ass and wither or fight to get out of the situation you're in, you'll understand what, what all that was, right? I think a lot of people don't know how that is. And so whenever they hear somebody talking about it, they don't get it. And that's fine if they've never had to deal with it. They've never had to deal with it. But, um, and, as, and, you know, everybody has different experience. But, you know, whenever it comes down to it, you either, you either just take shit as it is and... You know, and in that case, if you if you decide not to do anything about it, then at the end of the day, that's on you. Um, if it doesn't work out, and that's where accountability and and acceptance comes in, or you can you know you can fight your way out and refuse to lay down about it. And again, if if that works out or don't work out, you made the decision. That's where acceptance and accountability come in but sitting back being like oh god I'm offended and it's your fault or oh god I'm in this position and it's your fault yeah some things are you know the blame does lie other places but there's always a way to try to at least find a workaround you know uh, acknowledging where a problem comes from is important but finding a workaround and being uh, resourceful is also very important 
have to think, right? Sit down, come up with a plan. Don't just sit back and and kind of just teeter, you know. You don't want to just, you know, rock back and forth and, and hope for things to get better. Um, come up with a plan and at least attempt to get out of the situation, you know. Um, you know, you got to pay a bill. Uh, you know, maybe a good decision is not to, you know, you're going to be late on your rent or you're not going to have the rent money. Maybe not getting Starbucks for a whole week might might help you. Or, you know, uh, you know, some people will sell their shit. And that's unfortunate. You know, they've got something, maybe a ring or something, uh, and they want to go pawn it or sell it because they need the money. You know, material things are material things. It sucks whenever it's an heirloom or something, but uh, you know, people do whatever they need to to get by. So I find that it's the entitled people that really get upset about the shit, though. But if it's anybody that's ever had a had a rough life or been in a struggle or been in a situation um, that you know, it's like, well, I can't escape. I can't just look away from it. Either I face it or I don't. Uh, it's do or die. Um, I think a lot of those people get it. Right? So, I'm not sorry. And I don't feel bad for it. And it is what it is. And uh, <laughs> fucking tough titties, by God. But, uh, yeah, so let's, let's move on. On social media, I posted... Yesterday, a quote from my journal from last year, uh, something along the lines of, uh, I will take no lead from any man with less scars than me, nor call, um, and this is paraphrasing, nor call another man brother with flawless flesh. Essentially, um, you know, for me, I identify my people as folks who, who have really been through a struggle, right? I don't normally get along well or have any sort of long-term relationships with people who haven't been through some rough shit. Uh, I find it hard to relate to them, uh, even on things that we have in common. It, as far as like getting real close to me, I'm not somebody, uh, and a lot of the time it deals with the, the line of thinking. Uh, I'm more of a a person that whenever shit happens, my, the first thing in my mind is, okay, how do we fix this? Uh, and I prefer to have people around me who are like-minded in that route of, okay, well, well, let's get down to the, the issue here and figure out what it is that we can do to get through it. And I'm definitely not going to take lead from anybody that I feel... Um, and part of that is probably because I have an issue with with authority in general, but um, typically I'm not going to take lead from anybody that has been handed shit to them their whole life. Uh, somebody that hasn't been through some rough shit or, or has no uh, type of experience. So, you know, I, I brought up as well you know, the idea of struggling and fighting, which is something that um, I feel like uh, 
from my experience, it's been something that's always kept me grounded almost. And it sounds weird because a lot of people will probably look at you know something as simple as a fist fight and say, well, that's you know barbaric or that's useless. We live in a civilization that doesn't call for that anymore. But whenever I was growing up, a fist fight would settle just about anything. You know, you you fist fight, you get it done, get it out of your system. Whoever won it wins, wins, and that's that. Shit gets settled, you're done, move on with your life. Later on, it became very apparent that, you know, shit was changing. Now, you know, people are, are just more willing to pull a gun on you. Or they try to take you to court, you know, for assault. Even if they instigated it, they will try to take your ass to court for assault, which makes zero fucking sense. So a fistfight isn't a fistfight anymore. But most of my experience and what I've learned about my life and how I react to things, and it's all been through fighting. A lot of this sounds like uh, a bunch of gibberish right now, but I mean, it's got a point, I promise. But, you know, as I started getting older, you, you know, you start pissing the wrong people off and, and, you know, you're getting death threats coming to your house. You know, people know where you live, obviously. You know, and I've got an elder, uh, I got elderly, like, grandparents, you know, in their 60s. Papa, I think, was, I'd have been 70 around the time Mamma died. So, I've got my grandparents next door and they're sick. Uh, you know, there's a lot that I have to worry about that, you know, you start to have to take into account when you start making the decisions of, you know, is this a worthy fight or not? Because keeping in mind that fights aren't fights anymore. A fist fight isn't a fist fight. By that point, when when I was receiving the threats and shit that was in my house, um, I'd gone from, you know, recognizing that, you know, this was a way to handle shit, to this is a way to defend myself, to this is a way to um, fight back against, you know, bullies and those type of assholes, uh, to, to the point where it started to get to where you know, you get paid a little bit of money to go, uh, you know, make sure nobody's, you know, hitting on somebody else's daughter or whatever. You know, you start doing violence for the sake of violence or violence for money. And I think, you know, whenever I started getting threats and shit, uh, and I, you know, I started thinking about, okay, well, is this a worthy fight or not? I think it's whenever I started to grow up a little bit because then it becomes less about, okay, and now you're trying to prove yourself as a man this whole time of, you know, that's been like the one constant, you know, from the time that it was, it was about survival and defense to, you know, you're, you're doing it because of some sort of honor code to whatever you've always been trying to prove yourself as a man, right? 
but the the thing that made me feel like a real man was to figure out, okay, is this just going to be some bullshit that I'm getting, you know, thrown into, and I'm probably going to get jumped. My whole mentality on being jumped anyways was, you know, take a couple swings and make sure I get some good hits in before I get my ass stomped, right? But is it is it worth it to get into these meaningless fights, right, that are worth nothing, the people are now starting to pull knives out on you and they'll fucking stab you or whatever. Like, what's what's the fucking point of of this shit? Is it worth it? You know, this this outdated honor code that I have that I still have to this day that seems antique. You know, it doesn't matter in in the broader world because now they're fucking pulling knives and guns and shit. You can't just handle a disagreement anymore with your fists. So what's worth and what's not? Or they fucking run to the cops. Oh, he assaulted me, blah, blah, blah. I want to sue him. I want to press charges. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a coward move. It's, it's a really fucking coward move. So there's part of me that realized, like, you can't keep going on this way, right? You, you, something bad's going to happen. Uh, and at the time, you know, uh, me being 16, 17 years old, my mama is working uh, an hour and a half away. My brother is, you know, who's essentially built me up to be the man of the house and to build a reputation. He always told me, uh, you know, to do things a certain way and it, it essentially builds a reputation, right, to where nobody fuck with you. But I found that it, it, <laughs> more people were starting to fuck with me because of my reputation. So, it really, it really got to the point where it's like, okay, is this a worthy fight? Is it for something? Or are they just trying to sucker me into a situation that's going to potentially put my family in harm's way? So then I decided just to go on the defensive, and if they come to my door, then we'll handle it. But instead of me going out and actively seeking these these people to to get into these fights with, right? And some 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 of these fights, like in the later years, were well worth it. I think anytime anytime you've got guys who are seventeen years old groping a thirteen year old uh, at a pool, I think those guys need you know they need stomped. And so I went and talked to uh, old boy's cousin and had a little conversation with him about it and uh, on my way to looking for him. And I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, there's a lot of things that I feel like are, are worth it. But for the most part, I mean, when everything started to shift and it was like no longer about honor it became all about uh, violence for the sake of violence or making a name for yourself you know uh, because there's no honor in making a name for yourself anymore that's why you got so many people that are that are willing to rat you out on shit they'll be known as the guy that takes you know this is the reason that you're in trouble 
and their ass skimmed out of it just because they they were willing to to get you in that situation. They'll be proud about it. And there's and there's you know it's not looked down upon to be a snitch anymore. It's not frowned upon. Being a coward is almost promoted. The decision to take care of my family, I feel, is what made me a man. It had nothing to do with my bench pressing, which was the reason that, believe it or not, that I got into quite a bit of fights because they felt that, you know, especially football players, for some fucking reason, football players were the world's worst, right? They wanted to uh, kind of test me. Knowing damn well that if I'm in a weight room with a bunch of dudes who don't like me, who who I've been in a fight with, with some of them, or, uh, you know, I've, I've made points to get after them and then them not showing up, and then now I'm surrounded by them in a weight room, that's, that's pretty fucking stupid. Uh, because I've been in fights with athletes before, and they never get into any sort of trouble. And then my ass ends up getting <laughs> fucking dragged and quartered for it. But, no, it's a, it's a real interesting idea that something as simple that, that, that would normally, I think in my younger years, I'd be like, man, that's a coward move. You gotta, you gotta really take on anybody and everybody that comes at you. I think the one thing that made me feel more like a man and made me feel like I didn't even need to be justified as being a man was the idea that I was taking responsibility for my actions and how it was going to affect my family. And I've, I've kept that up. I've, I've really tried to maintain a, is this good for my family without getting myself into some shit that, you know, it's, it's all about accountability, right? I'm not putting myself in any sort of situation that I'm not going to be able to take care of my family, but I'm also not putting myself in a situation where I'm going to have to, uh, you know, be asked to snitch on somebody, right? Because again, there's no honor system anymore, right? So I just don't put myself in those situations because I'm not going to snitch, which means I'm going to get my ass in trouble. But the fact is, if you got nothing to snitch on, you got nothing to snitch on. I don't know shit. So as I'm getting older, I start to realize that, um, you know, a lot of the, and I've talked about this a couple of times, but a lot of the guys that I, I grew up with, man, they're, they died for pointless shit. And we're talking guys that, you know, teenagers, 20s, 30s, early 40s. We're not talking like 60s, 70s. We're talking like into their early 40s, dying over stupid shit. Bags of weed. One brother hitting the other one with his fucking car, dragging his body from one end of 15 straight stretch down to the other, taking him over to Dingus at a fucking cemetery and dumping the body in a pond. Why? For a fucking bag of weed. Fights and arguments and shit, man. It's it's 
people people will fucking turn their back on their kin over some heated shit instead of just letting it go. Bags of fucking weed. That's some shit. I think the thing that hurts me the most thinking about all this is that there's so much potential because there are, there are families involved. Moms and dads. A lot of these guys had kids. Overdosing is a big thing, obviously, but the violence that deals with a lot of this shit, I mean, a lot of them know that, you know, they're aware that there's something... You know, there's something to it, and at any point in time, something could happen, and whenever it does, you know, it's just, it's a mess for the family. I don't know that, I don't know that anything I say matters, to be honest with you. Like, <clears throat> if I'm sitting here talking to you about this stuff, I don't know that any of it matters. If you haven't seen it or you didn't know these people. Maybe you've known people like that. Maybe it does matter to you. I don't know. But this whole, like, idea of being some fucking tough guy or some, you know, internet badass, you know, putting yourself out there as, like, some big fucking, you know, warrior whenever... The only thing I'm seeing is a lot of these guys are out here trying to prove themselves as men to people that it don't matter, you know, For me, the only people that I want to recognize my worth um, are people that I'm close to. That's it. Anybody else can think whatever they want about me. But when it comes down to the people that I really care about, you know, my family, my tribe, my, um, you know, the, the people that I'm really out here struggling and striving to, to try to protect, you know, I, those are the people that I want to recognize my worth. And if other people do, then that's just an added bonus. But I feel like, um, I see a lot of guys that have fallen into a trap of trying to prove themselves and to, to people that don't matter, people who will drop them at a, you know, at a moment's notice. And that's something else to talk about as well, because you see a lot of these guys that kind of, you know, if you've ever been to a funeral for anybody that, that's been like the guys that I described, you're not going to see a lot of people. You may see immediately uh, that there might be less than a handful of people as soon as you walk in. Outside of family there may not be any friends because usually the friends are superficial. The friends are rats. They're fucking snakes. It's not like it used to be, man. It's, everything's changed. You know, it used to be, you know, you're ready to go. You know, something happens. You're, you're out here digging a, you got the person's friends digging a fucking hole in the family cemetery to, to bury the friend in, and then they carry the casket up to the hole and lay under rest. There's some sort of respect to it. 
there's no fucking respect anymore. So you got to be smart about what you do, and you got to be, you have to understand that sometimes trying to puff out your chest and, and fucking get into whatever for as glorified as it is isn't the right decision. Sometimes you need to, you know, the right decision is looking at your family and being like, okay, is this bunch of bullshit that I'm going to get myself into for nothing that, that I'm probably going to be the only one getting into some shit for? You know, maybe I'm just talking to a couple people out there specifically, but I think there's a lesson to be learned in all that. Be mindful of who you're trying to impress with anything. Understand that your worth is never going to be fully recognized by everybody. So there's no point in trying to uh, impress everybody. Impress the people that matter, right? I'm not talking about going to a job interview and doing a good interview and all that stuff. I'm talking about, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, people may not recognize that I do a lot here taking care of my family and trying to take care of the people that I keep close to me. You know, if you've contacted me, uh, you know, you may get a, we may not talk much, right? Uh, and then people who follow me on Instagram will, will know this, uh, from time to time after a month or two, if I haven't heard from you or anything, I may, I may send you a message to be like, Hey, just checking in on you. Uh, if we've talked quite a bit other than just, you know, Hey, you know, I enjoy your show. I appreciate those. But like, if we've, uh, if I've gotten to know you a little bit, you know, I do try to check in on people. Uh, and if you send me a message, I, I am concerned, uh, with how everybody's doing. Hopefully you guys are doing good and hopefully you and yours is, as well. But I, I've always tried to, um, you know, I, I've always tried to understand that people aren't always going to know what I'm going through and what I do, and that's fine. They're going to undervalue me, and that's perfectly fine. Um, a lot of people probably think I just I hang out all day and don't do shit, uh, but that's obviously not the fucking case. I've got a household to run. I've got to find a way to pay bills from month to month, and I've got to, you know... Uh, deal with a lot of legal shit right now as far as mom goes. Um, you know, medical shit. I've got to, I got to pack her around and try to get her worked out. And that's a whole nother thing into itself. I've got to take care of a kid. And that's no sour grapes. I signed up for this. This is what I chose, right? Instead of being out here partying all the fucking time and getting wasted and, and all this shit, this is what I chose. Now, I, you know, I've, I've had people say shit like, you know, why don't you, you know, uh, why don't you get her put in a, in a place or why don't you, uh, you know, hire somebody to, well, first of all, I can't hire somebody to come look after her. That's just a fact. And I wouldn't if I could. Uh, my uncle Red said it best. He said, we don't put anybody in homes in this family. When my uncle Red, uh, when his wife, Julie, started getting uh, dementia. He started taking care of her. Now, keep in mind, Red at the time is in his 80s. So, he's taking care of Aunt Julie. 
And then whenever her sister starts going downhill too, he starts immediately taking care of her. The whole family, you know, my cousins are down there chipping in too, but I mean, Uncle Red's down there working his ass off, handling the house, and my Aunt Joy and, and uh, her sister. So, for me, this is what's ingrained in me, right? Taking care of my own. This is what I signed up for. So, whenever people say that shit, I don't know how they could say it. I get it. You want a life that's free of this, this, and this, and fantastic if, if you get that life. But for me, you know, family, that's that's what I value most. This is all I got. I got this in tribe, that's it. Um, so people undervalue that because they see it as, you know, well, I'm, I'm wasting my, my time. I've actually had people say, well, you should be living in your own place right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I should. But as soon, and I, and I was actually going to, we moved here, um, and this was supposed to be a house for my papa, my mom, and me. And then I was looking for a job so I could uh, find an apartment to get the fuck out of here, because I wanted my own space. Um, you know, I, I wanted to try to settle in here and try to make the best of the situation, make this my home. I'm moving out of, you know, a place that I've uh, lived 27 years in. And now I'm in this whole other place. I don't know what's around me. You know, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where anything is. I don't know anybody here. And I was going to move out. That's the whole point. I was going to, I was going to, you know, we just lost everything. But as soon as we found out she had cancer, that was it. I decided, no, I'm not. I'll stick it out here and, and take care of her until she goes. But that, that's been... See, nine years ago, since we found out, uh, it'll be nine years next month. So, for me, I, I don't. Uh, I chose this life. This is this is where I want to be, right? And people people may not value that, and I really don't give a shit. It doesn't have any uh, pressure on me. We have to think about the bigger picture on things, I think. We have to kind of see where we're headed. Sometimes it's good just to walk, but sometimes it's good just to get an idea. Sometimes it's good to actually sit down and get a full full picture. Sometimes that full picture never comes. It all just fleshes out as you go along. But I feel like uh, people don't think. They just, they either act or they don't act. You know, and... I always tell people, don't overthink it, but you have to think about things. You know, me thinking about what's more important, all this bullshit that's going on by these, you know, uh, in, in the whole fighting scenario, you know, all this bullshit going on that I know for damn well that, you know, things ain't what they used to be. Now, you know. I'm getting death threats and all this stuff from guys who, who are packing weapons on them. And even though I'm packing a weapon, there's eight of them. What am I, what am I supposed to do with that? Somebody's going to stab my ass as soon as I turn around, you know? Going on the defensive, I felt like was it wasn't something that I, I thought about immediately. Uh, it's something that 
took me a little bit of thinking and deciding that this was this was on the this was the best, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I'm watching a house to myself. I've got uh, sick grandparents at the time. Uh, you know, Papa had cancer at the time. Mamma was just sick. She had heart issues. So, me being the man of the house, this was this was the decision. And don't take it wrong, you know, <laughs> I've I've, uh, I've been in some situations after that, but it's always been on the defensive. I've never been afraid to take a punch. Never been afraid. You know, I've had I've had weapons pulled on me before. It's not a big deal. Well, I guess it is a big deal, but there's a, I think for me, there's a point where it feels surreal. Then it's just, I have a, um, <laughs> someday it's probably going to backfire. I have this, uh, it's almost like a, a twitch. <laughs> when something happens that's aggressive toward me, first thing out of my mouth is, fuck you. And Travis has always told me, and my best friend Travis has always been like, listen, you got to change that because, you know, every time something happens, it's always, fuck you. Um, and that's a hair trigger response. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's a serious issue, don't get me wrong. But the fact is, like, it's it's kind of built me to the point where I just, I can think a little bit clearly in regards to something major happening in my face. Uh, you know, I'm not, so I'm, whenever that stuff happens, it is what it is. The best thing I can do is try to minimize any bullshit. We drag a lot of stuff onto ourselves, you know. It's like, if I would have kept going with that life, there was a lot of shit that could have easily happened. I mean, you're talking about an area that couple years ago, Logan had more arsons uh, than I've ever fucking seen in my goddamn life just in town, but growing up every once in a while, you'd have, you'd hear about somebody getting burned out, you know, their house got burned, there's a lot of things that it's like we, I don't know, it's, it's, you gotta account for a lot, what the hell is going on upstairs? Like a fucking dog got body slammed. Every time my cat goes after my dog, she like flips the fuck out. Uh, she's scared. She's definitely afraid of the cats. And, uh, oh, I would be too. Uh, so if there's any sort of noise or bumps, that's, that's what it is. Nobody's dying to the best of my knowledge. Um, but no, I think we bring a lot of shit on to ourselves. I think, and we don't acknowledge that. We do that in every aspect of life. And then we... It goes back to that old victim culture thing. A lot of people will want to not take accountability for why this is happening. So they'll they'll want to bitch about something happening. Know damn well that their actions kind of got you know, kind of brought this on. And that's an interesting that's a that's a whole interesting topic unto itself because it, it just goes back to what I said last time, you know. Accountability is a huge thing. 
being able to acknowledge like, yeah, I did this and this is the reason this is happening. So now how the fuck do I get out of it? Wow, this conversation just came around full circle. Didn't even intend to. How you like that? That's, I'm just that fucking genius. <laughs> I'm just that. I'm that good, people. You just don't recognize it. I'm that good. I'm fucking with y'all. But it's, uh, I didn't intend for that conversation to come around, but I'm glad it did. Oh. So, I think, uh, I think that was, that was worth not having a specific topic. <laughs> it's, I think we're going to call it there as far as the actual serious conversation goes. If, I think uh kind of got my point across for what I wanted to chit-chat a little bit about and did a little bit more than that. So, the, uh, you know, I've, I was thinking the other day about, uh, and, and I've already posted this. I thought about the other day about uh, putting together some of my old writings and doing a new blog because I've got uh, a couple of blogs online, but I've actually taken them off for the most part because I found out that there was another group that was using the same title for their blog and I didn't want to get mixed up with that, so I stopped writing online and said screw it and started focusing on podcasts some things I think that I, I write better than I would speak it because then I'll go off on a tangent but uh, that's that's put up there all that stuff's in the link tree on Instagram I need to start posting that link tree link on everything but <clears throat> I don't <laughs> I, I won't be honest with you. Marketing is not my my best uh, skill. Put it that way. I've gotten to where I can market other people's stuff a little bit, but they have to maintain it. And if they don't, then I just kind of leave it. Which is probably one reason the comic book isn't uh, is well known about. But. I can't market my own shit. A lot of you guys come in from word of mouth. So somebody will hear it. And then. It'll. It'll. Swirl around a little bit in certain groups. And then. uh, That seems to be how. It's coming about. And I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, I just think it's. I think it's right. Real interesting. Because. I barely tag anything. And I, I know I should. Right. Part of me also uh, get kind of wary of the idea of of bringing a lot of attention to uh, to myself because I've noticed originally whenever I did the podcast and then I created a, a social media for it, I was just trying to stick solely with podcast topics, but then I started realizing. Like, the podcast is, is really about my personality, and I feel really awkward about <laughs> creating uh, content based around my personality. It's one thing if I'm posting personal stuff, and I'm like, hey, here's a picture of me in an ALF costume from, uh, you know, 
1989, which I think was the year that I actually have an ALF costume. Uh, you know, it's one thing for me to post that on like a personal page or something, you know, and maybe I share that publicly. But for me to actually try to try to build up a, a personality online, well, not even build up a personality, but because I'm not building myself up, uh, but to actually put myself out there online and tag stuff in is really weird for me. I don't like the idea of, of influencers. I don't like the idea of these people that are out here, you know, being fake. And I don't want to be lumped in with that shit, right? So, for me, it's real awkward and something I need to really get out of because I do think a lot of the stuff that we talk about is valuable, but I also feel like, you know, I don't want to be put out there. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. I don't want to be lumped in with this whole idea of internet personality because I think there's a lot of ass-kissing with that. Uh, I've been lucky that the people that listen to this podcast uh, don't treat me like that. Uh, I've even seen like small creators, you know, uh, be like, oh my God, yes, true, true king, true, absolutely. It's like, I like people to talk to me like you normally would somebody, right? Um, and and I'm, I'm really happy that, <laughs> that people do. But I mean, it's... uh. I don't want people to always agree with me. I want people to have conversations. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. So, I don't know. I think that there's some real value in uh, my fan base, at least. Um, I just, I, I really just don't like that idea of me being an internet personality. So, my marketing could... <laughs> could be a little bit better on that. So we'll see if uh we'll see if it gets better or if I just <laughs> if, or if I just decide to keep a word of mouth. But I appreciate you guys doing the donations. Uh that's going right now to I've gotten close for a few people. Um right now I'm working on getting uh necessities like toothpaste, mouthwash, um, feminine items, which is really interesting because I don't know too much about that, but I feel like there's probably people out there that need it. Uh, you know, of course, things like socks, and everybody, um, everybody needs that and coats and things like that. And, but also like hairbrushes, things that they need to take care of themselves, keep themselves clean, soap. So, <clears throat> the money that's going toward uh, those type of purposes, it's definitely going toward those. Some of some of the money I've put back for other things that we may may or may not need with that, um, and then usually uh, if it's a personal donation, uh, I'm gonna be completely transparent about it. I've been uh, trying to find more resources that way I can do more on the educational side of the region and talk about that sort of thing. So books or DVDs, things that might have some sort of, that are hard to find that uh, may have some sort of value. <clears throat> I find that a lot of the older books 
do have a lot more value than a lot of these newer books to some extent. Some of the newer books, of course, will have information that the older books don't. But to have a book that was written around the time within like a 30, 40 year span of when something happened, uh, you get a, a lot different of an insight to, to the whole situation. So, but that's, you know, in the spirit of transparency, that's what's going on. Cause I don't like the idea of, of feeling like people are, are just giving me shit. You know, uh, I've had some folks that, that it's just like here, you know, uh, go do something fun. You know, to me, it just goes right back into either the podcast or educational shit or, you know, taking care of, uh, taking care of this whole, uh, stock thing that we're doing where, where I'm trying to get as much personal, uh, things that are needed for folks as possible. So we can start to build up a nice little stock to where if somebody needs something, I can just reach out and, and get it and, and give it to them. The, uh, you know, the, the messages, especially those been, been my favorite thing about it because, uh, you start to really see how many people actually care about what, you know, about history and tradition, also about, uh, community. So I'd say, you know, the, the money's nice, the, the messages are, are even better, uh, and, really helping folks and trying to get, um, get people sorted and, you know, especially right around this time, coats are going on clearance. So stocking up on things like coats uh, is real good because, um, come fall and you have them ready to go. So there's a, there's a lot of things that, um, and a lot of plans that goes in with, what's going on with the finances, but, you know, I, I'd say this out of transparency. I know I don't have to tell people, but, uh, I, I want to thank you guys for, for definitely supporting us and, and what we're doing. And there's, uh, other folks out there who don't even know, you know, that we're the one donating or anything, uh, the money ourselves or the money from you guys or like the, these people, I try to keep it on a hush hush so that, um, you know, they don't feel like they have to uh, feel bad about taking it or anything like that. I want people to, you know, just get it. So, um, I appreciate you guys, and, and you guys are definitely uh, helping us out a lot to do what, you know, we feel is is part of our duty as, as Appalachians. So, with that said, enough rambling. I'm going to go... Fix about five eggs, kick back, watch the World Wars. Uh, I'm on episode one. Uh, I think I just got to the point where the British soldier could have killed Hitler and didn't. I bet he's kicking himself in the fucking ass after that one. But uh, I'm I'm at that point. Maybe I got a little bit further. I might have got. I got a little. I've watched this a couple times. Um. But I, I got the, that's the last part I remember because uh, I made the same comment. <laughs> so, but it's a good, it's a it's an interesting show. Uh, there's a few things that I think that they kind of 
tweaked around a bit, obviously, for entertainment purposes, but uh, overall, it's a pretty good show. That's it. I'll catch you guys next time. And uh, maybe we'll do another one of these where there's no strict subject and we just we ramble on for about an hour <laughs> and see where it goes. Uh, may do those about once, twice a season. See how well that handles. But I'll catch you guys next time.